Hi everyone, so this is episode 10 of FIA Goes PC. We're at episode 10, we're in double figures, it's amazing. And with me as usual is our producer Winifred Mock, say hello. Hello. And also, the Urban Oracle, Shaq, say hello. Back like I never left. You never left. I never You've left. You've been here forever. Yes. And we're excited because he's back from lands afar. The Unicorn Slayer is here. Say hello, Pete. Hello. Good. So we're all here. And we're going to be talking about traveling and travels in honor of Pete's journey to Florida. But before we say that, gee whiz, mate, you left them quite a disturbing weather report, didn't you? <laughs> I'm glad we came back when we did. It's pretty crazy, man. And we're glad to have you back. And anyone who's in Florida right now, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Of course. Definitely. It's crazy times. Hopefully everyone's safe and hopefully everything will return to normal soon. So we're going to wrap up the week and we've had quite an odd week, mostly because you're still acclimatising to time here, aren't you, Pete? Yeah, we got back to work yesterday, so... uh, There you go. Just getting used to it still. (laughs) Did you get any jet lag? Not really, to be fair. We got back in about half seven in the morning. Hmm. I got home for about midday and went back to bed for a couple of hours. <laughs> and I just sorted it out, really. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, right. isn't jet lag when you get a delayed flight? No. Oh, okay. I think it'll become when the Wi-Fi stops working on a plane. <laughs> oh, man, it's lagging. It's lagging. Oh, it's lagging. <laughs> anyway, enough of that nonsense. <laughs> Stop laughing. Stop. silence um right so the week yes good so we had an unusual week it actually was over a week because we've had kind of a muted point this week haven't we week and a bit yes uh we started off by doing so quite unusual didn't we with the uh huge projection screen we had yes that was pretty crazy yeah it's your mobile gaming center yeah my little uh my mobile gaming Military grade. Yes, center. military grade. Mm-hmm. Very, very clear point. It was that good. Yes. And you made that from bits and pieces you found at a scrapyard. Yeah, just kind of put it all together and pressed the button and there it was. There we go. That's our story and we're sticking to it. <laughs> That's the facts. We did, a, we did have a little help though. With an omitted A-team style montage. Yes, it was very good. But we actually, we actually did start the day off. We filmed at a scrapyard in Aston. So a place very famous for Black Sabbath. Uh, it's their hometown. And we were there. Um, quite an unusual place, eh? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of uh, metal and a lot of um, people that looked like they knew what they were doing. But I was completely uh, confused at everything. There was a lot of cranes, a lot of metal, a lot of things moving. And I didn't know where I was supposed to go or what I was doing. But it was still fun. It was yes. still a lot of fun. It was a car park centre. So there was a lot I'll, of stacked cars. I'll explain it a little bit. Um, it's basically an area that collects scrap metal. So there are a, a number of scrap metal merchants uh, that function there. And the place that we went to was Tyrone's of Birmingham. Dean was the guy who let us film there. And Dean, we've got to say this, Dean was absolutely fantastic. Really cool guy. Thank you to Dean. And what they do is metal recycling. And uh, if you need to get rid of your vehicle, your car, you can scrap it there. And they'll buy it off you, basically. Um, They also have a motor spares department. So if you need to buy spares for your car, then you can go to them. It's all parts and and, uh, recycling, but it's very cool. Mm -hmm. And it's like a maze of stacked up. Cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
stacked up on top of each other, a bit like a city. Yeah, a bit like a city. Uh, if uh, your if your city is in Mad Max, <laughs> that was such a great film. Fantastic yeah, yeah. Film. fantastic film. Yeah. A bit like a multi-story car park if you took the concrete. Absolutely, down. you're absolutely right. Yeah, and the wheels and the engines and the wheels and yeah. most other things. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, basically, uh, it was a great place. Dean, uh, I think it was a family business. He's basically the heir of it, and he's doing a great job. And he was very accommodating because we all turned up quite out of the blue and they didn't bother us and we didn't bother them, but they were great people, very helpful towards the end and the beginning. So it was cool. So shout out to Dean and the people at Taronis. Yeah. Check it out. Taronisofbirmingham.co.uk if you're interested. Correct. Hopefully none of you have cars you would like to be smashed to pieces and set up as uh, wreckage or anything criminal. Because so, we don't support crime on this show, do we? Wait, we don't? Oh, we don't. That's we don't. Story. We don't. <laughs> yes. Good disclaimers. We do not support crime. We are avant vigilantes that go out in the middle of the night and fight crime with rubber wait, weapons. Wait, do we have to be blind to do that as well? I want to be blind while I'm doing that too. Well, you can be. Yeah. Just yeah. shut your eyes. <laughs> Tends to work. Just yeah, switch off. Rely on your super senses. Okay. Now, moving along. So we then came back to have time in uh, the Urban Oracle's mobile gaming center, which is military grade. Yes, it is. Yes. And mm. tell us about that, because you set it up. Okay. Very cool thing. Okay. So um, the biggest part of the uh, gaming center that I took the most pride in was actually the uh, projector, the projector and the actual yeah. screen that was yeah. in there. Um, it allowed me to basically supercharge my gaming experience. So most people just use TVs. I need at least 70 inches yeah. of television to feel like I'm really in the game. And know? this was 10 foot by 7 foot. Yes. So you kind of overdid yourself. <laughs> it was like living with a pro wrestling promo screen yes, is it what was. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, we had some really helpful guys who um, helped Erbo create the uh, mobile gaming center by giving us all our interior furniture. And Wynn's going to give a shout out. Uh, yes, uh, thank you to 2G Audiovisual. Rich helped us out on, uh, in this case. Uh, they do AV equipment rental, event production, um, and they even have a recording studio. So. Yeah, so this is based around Birmingham. Uh, Coles Hill, so yeah, they're in the West Midlands. But I think they deliver nationwide. Yeah. To request. But they're very good guys. They deal with a lot of events and, you know, anything from fashion shows to weddings to anything, anything really, promotions. So we're moving along now. Uh, we had that time in the game centre and we got to play a few games, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, some, uh... actually, I remember a game that you said that you weren't very good at, but then crushed oh, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that was everything. <laughs> That was literally everything. And uh, we were playing, uh, we started off with Naruto Ultimate yeah. Ninja Storm mm. 4, mm. and uh, you couldn't beat me, could you? No. Well, you did once, no. yeah. that's because I had my eyes shut. Yeah, yeah, that was by complete fluke, to be fair. I somehow managed to get a special just past you, and it was just enough yeah. to kill you, so uh, that was like the only time I beat you. Yeah, but I did beat him after that with my eyes shut. Yeah. So it all became balanced. Literally. In, in, in the game. We'll point that out. Yes. You beat him in the game. In, in the game. Well, with, with your eyes shut. Yeah, yeah. Um, we save the actual beatings as a ritualistic event yeah, once yeah. a month, uh, as you know. So anyway, so we also played a bit of Call of Duty 3, where Winifred actually got involved with that, didn't you? A bit. Yeah, so we're dragging her out of uh, the, the uh, cluelessness into the video game world. And we were playing a Call of Duty Black Ops 3, and I scared you a bit, didn't I, there, Shaq? 
Because I was, I was a rummaging guy that just turned up out of nowhere and punched in yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ninja. The yes. ninja. I was in full ninja mode and uh, no weapons. And no. I still beat him. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. That was that was fun. Just, just shame me. On, in, yeah, on I'd like fun. to. I'd like to do that um, because it's good. I killed Win a bunch of times. Yes, so. yes, you did. Yes, you picked on Winifred. I don't yes. think that's a challenge. <laughs> you yeah, picked you on the person that doesn't play games. Yeah. Which is very good. I'm basically here. There are too here. many buttons. There are too many buttons, and there's too many things that you have to do, like look around, which you're not used to doing. So, see, I go away for a couple of weeks, and all you do is sit around playing games. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly it. Excuse me, we were working. <laughs> no, this is high level, you know, accelerated learning uh, called having fun. Yeah. And um, one thing that I would like to point out, because I'm not trying to be mean to Shaq, but basically in the digital world and the real world, I am a Sifu. So yes. you got to be damn careful. Yeah. Grandmaster of all things pixelated and life. And that's just putting a massive challenge out to the world. So um, go that, easy on me. I'm, I'm very nice. Really. Is that your official title? Like, is that what's on your Grandmaster ID? Grandmaster of pixelation <laughs> and the, the world. Yes. Yes. Of okay. course. All yeah. right. Then. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fit on most no. forms of ID. You have so you to have kind of hyphen it oh, to um, awesome. Mm. And that works. <laughs> uh, occupation. Awesome. Very, very good. So, yeah, um, this is all ranting stuff. So, yeah, our, our week was quite uh, distilled uh, in these areas. And then we had kind of some time off after our amazing interview with Diamond Dallas Page last week. But we are basically back to normal and great to have Pete back. So we're going to go into the segue now of traveling, where everyone here has been traveling somewhat in their life. And there's got to be some good places you've been to. And we want to talk about that just to break it up a bit. Um, kind of goes hand in hand with the future of our production, doesn't it? Because yeah. one of the future episodes, we're dealing with the topic of vacation. So I thought it would be a good time because Pete can talk to us all about his trip to Orlando. So you should start us off. How was it? Fantastic. Weather was, well, the weather was beautiful during the day. And then at night, thunderstorms like you've never seen. Yeah. Just, you just don't get them over here in the UK. Tropical storms. Yeah. yeah. Proper, you know, boiling hot still, 27 degrees in the middle of the night. Yeah. Humid too. Oh, yeah. Very, very humid. Did you get to um, do everything you, you, you guys had planned to do out there? Yeah, pretty much. On I mean, Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, uh, Kennedy Space Center, which was fantastic. SeaWorld's quite a silly name because you see the world every day, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Unless it's Jack and he's blindfolded. Or, or it's D-World, yeah. which is just a different letter of the alphabet. Um, we could have afford B-World. It was, you know. Well, we have Sea Life here, which is kind of like a little bit more deep and, uh, you know, like to see life yeah. in all its beautiful glory. Not just but, the world. Yeah, just, just seeing the world is something you can do every day. But, but seeing life is quite hard to do, isn't it? But isn't C life when you do consistently average at school, so you only get C's? Well, that's true. Yeah, the, the average I'm academic. Living the C life. Yes, correct. Yeah, which isn't a bad life to live, to be honest. That's only rap single. Yeah, living the C life. Yeah, but it's actually the C life center, mm. which makes it very confusing. Mm. You know, C life center. It almost sounds like an academy of psychics, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But there you go. Um, so we just sold Xavier's world of uh, special ability mutants. <laughs> Uh, the academy has just opened up in Birmingham. Uh, you can visit it. It's a sea life centre. You'll be a bit disappointed. Mostly an aquarium with a lot of fish. 
But uh, for some special... Oh, psychic fish. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and very good at DIY, especially the hammerheads. Um, but basically, uh, as we move past... The, I heard some uh, of them are good at sword fighting as well. You know, the sword yeah, yeah, the swordfish. Yeah, yeah. They're good fences, aren't they? They can put a fence up in a minute. Um, <laughs> woo! And Tuna's really good at finding the pitch. Um, so, yes. Uh, enough aquatic comedy for today. We have to move on. Did you enjoy the SeaWorld? Because it's quite far in Florida to get I, to there. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about the shows and everything there, but the um, especially the orcas and the dolphins. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible what they do. Very famous yeah. for, for those two things, because yeah. they always have them in the uh, gift box. I don't know, they spotlight one of the orcas, which we grew up thinking of as killer whales. Yeah. And then politically correct people reminded us that they don't always kill things. They're quite Indeed. tame and wise and noble creatures. Well, they are. I mean, that was that was one of the things, because I've never seen them before. Um, they, they don't usually walk down the street in Birmingham, do they? No. Not often. Not, not, not that often. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some whales in Birmingham. <laughs> Once but, uh, or twice. It's always when I'm away, though. That's Welsh people. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you might have seen some Welsh people. Not whales. Not whales. Yeah, yeah. the whole country. Yeah. Okay. But if you go to the Sea Life Centre, you see everything. So, mm. you know. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, so was that good? Did you yeah. get to see the shows? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what I was saying is it surprised me that they get so close to them. Yeah. Because they've got this reputation, you know, they're called killer whales. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the trainers are right up there with them. Yeah. Absolutely no problems whatsoever. Um, you know, the, the bond that they've got is incredible. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because that was the actual location they filmed Ace Ventura Pet Detectives yes, ending yeah, in, was wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Did you recognise it? Yeah. Did you see Dan Marino? Was he still hanging around in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't left since. No, yeah. He's, he's, he's what, 20 odd years now? That's right. They yeah. just keep him there to redo lines yeah, and yeah. You, you get to play Ace Ventura, don't you? Alrighty then. Good. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Did so, you get to see Indiana Jones? <coughs> oh, did I you? I say stunt double. Yes. Was that Universal? Yes, it was. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, they do a whole kind of half an hour stunt show yeah. um, showing you how they do some of the stunts. Yeah. Um, things blowing up everywhere, people, you know, being stabbed and punched and... Basically a weekend in Birmingham, isn't Basically it? Broad Street on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very explosive atmosphere, Broad Street, if you're ever in town. Um, they've got everything in Broad Street. Nightclubs to boulders running down the road. Yeah. Um, very I don't know cool. why I bothered going to Florida, to be honest. I've just gone there for those. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. You just have to go to the right clubs and pubs, don't you? It was yeah. just missing those whales walking down. Yes, yeah. In Wales. In Wales, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Indiana Jones... In, whoa. whoa. <laughs> you good? Yes, I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> Just doing recitals in uh, tongues. Um, Indiana Jones stunt thing. I think we saw that many, many moons ago. But I think they probably uh, have incorporated the Crystal Skull stuff, did they? The no, new one. No, no? So um, it's all the classic it's stuff. All, yeah, yeah. The plane and the propellers. That's and all the one, that. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the guy who's being punched off the ladder and then gets stood up again and then punched again. Yeah. 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 Basically, uh, very true to Hollywood life. I think what, one thing it was, Pete, is like <coughs> the funniest thing that it's been for, for Win and I. Because we went, like, obviously me and my family went and did a very similar thing. And, and the thing about Florida is it stays in your mind. You never lose it. You can always remember it. So if people go recently to Orlando and they have similar experiences, you all kind of can talk about it. Even though yeah. when I went, it was, you know, years and years ago. But, yeah, it's one of those special places. But we had this trip to Universal in, in Hollywood, which is a lot smaller. The Universal Studios in, in Hollywood, believe it or not, 
is a lot smaller than Florida and um, less fanfare. There's less to do. It's quite, um, it's, it's, it's almost like a half day trip as opposed to a full day trip. Yeah. And it was quite funny because I hadn't been back to Universal Studios when I first took Win there since Florida. So you have the big deal first. And when you turn up in Hollywood, you're like, oh, this is going to be so much better because it's Hollywood. But half of the studio is an active studio that works. So obviously that's shut down to the public. And the minute you turn up there, they've got these like effect shows. And we go and sit in the effect show because Wynn's like, I'm not going to do a ride. I don't want to do a ride. I don't <laughs> like rides. What's the point of fun? Hate fun. <laughs> I want to do something academic. Then I might learn something. So she's like, I want to do the uh, special effects show. Right, which is kind of as you know in Florida, it'll be the same setup. It's like in an arena, an amphitheater sort of thing. Like oh, I don't the, think we saw this one. Well, it's like mm. the it's like the end. You know the the seating setup is yeah, like yeah. Sea Life. Uh, sorry, yeah. Sea World, Sea Life, <laughs> Sea World Center, Indiana Jones stunts. It's all the same thing. You kind of got this amphitheater kind of a, a thing, and you're sitting there watching this show. And bearing in mind, we've been doing film now for like five or six years at the time. So Wins is watching this going, yeah, that's not how it is. That's not how film works. You know, we're going to stand a random member of the audience behind a blue screen. And it's going to work without a problem. Nope. <laughs> not in real life. So, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a fun thing where Universal Studios, which I had so much love for as a kid, you know. Win killed all of it for me as, as well, a unique they, romance killer. No, <laughs> they, they, they didn't really update it. So they had certain things where you had a guy just walking and then someone moving the backdrop. So it's like he's walking, but yeah. he isn't. So yeah. it's like yeah, really, yeah. really analog. Well, it's kind of funny because um, we have this unique, it's sort of like when you and I were talking about music in episode two, it's kind of like um, a similar thing when you've, been working in film and you know how all the tricks work and everything works to see this presented because wins expecting a lecture and i'm like no it's well, a no, theme I, park i was expecting something more high tech <laughs> yeah yeah or, yeah or some kind of insider's perspective yeah, but yeah. they actually throw out a show yeah. and so it's like kind of like making movies if it was one big bold blatant lie yeah. which is nice <laughs> So yeah, that was fun. Um, but like not special effects from the eighties. Well, I, well, different eras are different eras of Hollywood, but it's almost like it's it's very selective because it's trying to give you that mystique of film as yeah. opposed to the facts. Because yeah. if you actually had a ride with the facts of film, you'd actually hate life at yeah. the end of it. It's like, like a magic show, isn't it? If you know how the magic show yeah. works, and it it's kind of it's works. kind of like that, but it's more like as you saw earlier because we reviewed some of the footage today mm. um, when you have to render clips. Mm. <laughs> so for any of the effects I've got of these shows in real life it'll be like now rendering wait 60 years okay <laughs> but it's all instant you know because mm. the show's set up for you to see the magic exactly what you're saying the magic yeah. and the illusion yeah. but the reality of filmmaking is a process hard mm. hard process so if you do go and see these shows we're not trying to dampen them <laughs> please understand a lot of artistic license goes into them uh, yeah. the Indiana Jones stunt show however was fantastic they also have a Wild West one I think I think they had a cowboy one when we were there and a water world one when I was there, which won't be there now, eh? Because that's nope. ancient <laughs> Kevin Costner years. That's yes. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do the Jaws ride and the tour of the studios? I don't know if the Jaws one's there anymore. Well, it's like part of the tour of the studios. When you do like a, you get on this train and you go around the studios and they've got that centre. Um, I get the feeling that might be a minion one now. Oh, really? 
Oh man, times, <laughs> times are changing. Times have changed. It's kind of like because they had a Back to the Future one for years and years mm. and years, and the, now it's a Simpsons one. They've I got think. a Terminator one. Yeah, that's been there forever. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've got the Minion one. Um, Men in Black. Oh, there. really? That's and still there. A, a laser shooter ride. Oh, that's fun. Which was really cool. And the, the, the I think the biggest thing was that this is that still Universal was the Harry Potter one. Was yes. that, yeah, that yeah. Universal? Yeah. Because that, that that's that's a whole area. To yeah, itself that with, looks mental. Yeah, Diagon Alley, um, dragon that's breathing fire on top of Gringotts. Um, they've got the Hogwarts Express as well. Yeah, which takes you from Universal um, over to the um, the other park, the other Universal Park. Um, oh, okay. Islands of Adventure. Did you try to run through a war? It's actually quite a cool little spectacle. Um, everybody goes through, but you leave somebody mm. um, when you're going onto Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Yeah. You leave somebody back, and it looks like you're disappearing through the platform. Oh. They've got oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's oh. really funky. Damn. That's mad. Yeah, because yeah. you sent me the pictures. Yeah, and yeah. it looks like King's Cross, which is meant it to. Does, yeah. It's meant to be King's yeah, yeah. Cross. If King's Cross was made last week, of course. Because <laughs> in it's real life, <laughs> exactly in real life, King's Cross bit aged. Yeah. We, we like to say aged. We don't like to say a lot of people have spat on the walls, <laughs> stuck gum on the walls, yeah. done a lot of things on the walls you never want to know about. Of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And, and that's kind of cool. But anyone who's in America that has only experienced the world of Harry Potter at Universal Studios, England, very different. Mm. So please don't go to King's Cross and try and run through the wall. Have to throw the disclaimer, because we've all tried it, haven't we, guys? It's fun to watch, though. <laughs> it is fun to watch, um, but we shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't. No, um, because in real life, Hogwarts is very selective and obviously only allows the most attractive people in. <laughs> and it has very specific ideas of attraction. Well, I've got my letter. <laughs> well, yes, you did, but that was because they were suing you. <laughs> that was his letter to go to court. Yes, it was, yeah. It was a court appearance. In Hogwarts, um, because he keeps running into that damn wall, and he just can't do it. It's wrecking the foundations. So yeah, so when you go to King's Cross Station, not the same. Just want to throw that out there. So. And the accents are definitely different. Yes, very different. Typical in in Universal, they've got the typical English, what we call a posh accent. Yeah, the standard. Next train is arriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which rather than the Cockney that you get <laughs> yeah. when you're actually at. Troy's coming in a minute, mate. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy. Exactly, Jason, yeah. Jason Statham. Yes. yes. Um, so moving along. So that was cool. You also got to go to uh, Cape Canaveral, which is famous for NASA. Um, Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. 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 How um, was that? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They've got, um, they've got one of the actual uh, rockets. Yep. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. Was it uh, the I one that was... actually went to the moon? No, it's no, no, no. It's, it was a former basketball player play for Houston. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Rockets. Come on, man. I'm learning he's, here, he's been, Disney. He's been standing there for 20 years. Just 20 years, yeah. yeah. Same as Dan Marino. Uh, they employ all these ex-athletes in Florida to do loads of jobs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, they have, because I've been there too. Um, I just want to share a story quickly, Pete, about my experience. The travel to... Uh, NASA from from Orlando mm. is so massive, isn't it? It's a long, long trek. It took us around an hour. Uh, no, it was over an hour, about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, bit of a trek. I was obviously a wee little lad, mm. and we had to because we went on a coach trip to go there. It was like a big group um, of people going to the space center, and we had to get up really early to get on the coach. By the time we got there, 
um, it's quite it's one of these places that sort of hits you straight up, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of these massive places. Now, I was thirteen or coming up to thirteen when I went. So that's going back almost before anyone was alive. Um, it was actually, <laughs> time, is, yeah. yeah, I actually only got to see the space program due to going to the Sea Life Center because there wasn't one when I was 30. We uh, hadn't gone to the moon by then. But no, no, there wasn't. We didn't even know we had a moon at that mm. point. We just called it the, the, the bulb in the sky. <laughs> and uh, they bulb, they <laughs> no, they didn't know. <laughs> so we just called it the bulb. <laughs> and obviously that's what we called lights afterwards. So, mm. It was quite interesting, um, but basically, I want to say this because there was a lot of firsts yeah. when I was there. They had the dipping uh, dot ice cream, mm. which was a NASA thing, because they were talking about liquid nitrogen making little ice creamy stuff, which is now everywhere. But when I was a kid, that was the coolest thing ever. They also had the first ever IMAX theatre. Yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah, which was a lot bigger than any IMAX I have seen subsequently. But you can't see Batman there. It's important to point this out. They don't actually show anything that's not NASA films. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when you go in there and you say, can I make a request? I really do want to see, you know, Spider-Man or something like this. They laugh at you for about three hours and then throw (laughs) you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all untrue. But they had these first, and they also had this canteen where you had breakfast as part of the package. And we were all so tired as kids because we had to get up at like four in the morning to get there for like, I don't know, eight or something. And everything's just opening up. And I remember this thing being on a tray. It was like you were an astronaut in an astronaut canteen and you have this little plastic tray and it's all compartmentalized. Like, and they kept spooning stuff on you, on your thing. And nothing, I couldn't eat nothing that day. So I just stuck with the ice cream, which was great. But obviously it's changed now. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do actually do lunch with an astronaut. Right. Um, so, you know, you sit down and have your lunch with a guy who's been in space. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thinking about it, I think it was one of the Challenger shuttles they've got there. Um, just a big display of it. They um, take you through um, what it's done and where it's been. And then the wall, basically the wall opens. Oh, you've right. got the shuttle in front of you. Yeah. It, I, I don't remember anywhere being told that it was there. So it's quite a bit of a surprise, you know, a, a, a nice reveal. Yeah. Did you get to go to the IMAX to see any of the footage? Yeah, um, the one that we went to, it was like a, a massive round room. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the one. There's no seats in there, if it's the same one that we're thinking of. Yeah, we're yeah, just, no, it's uh, the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of like the Symphony Hall in Birmingham, bigger with no seats. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And we're just selling out the, uh, <laughs> giving you all the props to the Symphony Hall. There you go. So we'll talk about Florida a bit more. What was your favourite thing to do when you were there? Because you did a lot. Yeah, um, I couldn't pick one. Really? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we did a good seven or eight theme parks plus the water parks. Yeah. There's just so much. Yeah. I'd quite happily go back and do it all again and still be able to do different things if yeah. I went for two more Yeah, weeks. no, there's so much to do. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much the resort land of the world as far yeah. as theme parks and everything and Disney's bigger there. Everything's yeah. massive in Florida, so... Um, Orlando, it spreads all down south as well because you've got things along the way like Bosch Gardens and stuff like this. Yeah. If you ever go back, you should do that because you'll just live off Budweiser's Budweiser's home brewery and it's mm-hmm. a theme park as well. Um, yeah, it's pretty mad. So moving off from Florida and our turn is we've we've got the LA and the, we we've done America. Mm. America's been done. Um, still there, thank God. Um, but what is your favourite trip and why, Shaq? 
Uh, I'd probably say when I went to Barbados with my family. A oh, few, yeah? like, gotta be when I was a kid now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, then, yeah? <laughs> Well, before his voice broke, uh, which was about three years ago, yeah. so yeah, we got you. We're cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I went to Barbados with my family, it was um, absolutely amazing to me because it was the first place that I went to where it was all hot, but nobody looks like they were actually hot. Yeah. Everyone was just used to it, so no one was really sweating. Everyone yeah. was just chilling and yeah. having a good time. But you're dying. Was, I was dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you get like, that. It's, it's, it's the same in, in Hong Kong. You actually. Because on some of the hottest days in Hong Kong, people are still in their, their shirt, tie, yeah. suits and all this, going to work, everyday jobs. Yeah, yeah. And you just literally step out in pretty much, not even a t-shirt, it's more like a piece of towel <laughs> that you've just wrapped up like a loincloth. Walk out and you're dying. Like you've just stepped into a sauna <laughs> after one or two steps. Yeah. And these guys, these locals, is passion, like what? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like totally casual in their Armani jackets and suit. And then you're just like, how do you do it? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So same in Barbados. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same like that. People weren't really wearing as many suits because there yeah. wasn't really like, you know, that many proper suits. <laughs> yeah. It's not known for its commercial <laughs> yeah. places, is it? It's more tourist than commercial, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, it was the same sort of thing. It was boiling out there, but no one really um, took any sort yeah. of uh, uh, mind to it. Um, everybody there was stupidly friendly. Yeah. Everyone was like really, really. I don't. I don't even think it was just the tourist area as well because we went to different places like out on the outskirts as well. Everybody just had a general sort of happiness about them, and I really liked it there. Yeah. Um, what else? We uh, was on a boat trip as well, and uh, I never forget this. We were on a boat trip, and uh, I saw everybody jumping off the top of the boat into the water, and I was like, I really want to do that. I really want to do it. My parents, my family, everybody was saying, no, you're not doing that. You're going to get yourself hurt. And I said, no, I'm going to do it. So I snuck off from them. <laughs> I snuck off from them, went to the top, and by the time my mum realised I was there, I was already off. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I jumped Crazy off, story. made a, the biggest splash ever in the water. It hurt like hell, but it was, it was such a, <laughs> such a fun time. Until that night when I felt something in my ear and then it was like a screaming sort of sound right. in my ear. Yeah. My ear got punctured. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, from the pressure yeah, of the water? Yeah, from the pressure of the water. Actually hitting the water and my ear started bleeding, punctured and stuff oh, like that. Wow. But um, it wasn't it wasn't that bad because although it was painful and stuff like that, I was happy that I did it. Yeah. Like, so I was, experience over yeah. pain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I was feeling. My mum was hysterical. My family was hysterical. They didn't know what to well, do. Well, it's, it's very difficult, I think, when you're a parent, especially when you've gone somewhere so far away, mm. dealing with medical stuff. Yeah, Because yeah. you don't know what setup they've got. Yeah, you don't know exactly. where the doctors are and you yeah. do tend to panic. Yeah. But yeah, it's exactly. kind of, it's like we're always the idiot kids. They just go <laughs> like, oh, we can handle anything. <laughs> I'm going to saw my leg off because that's what they do here. You know, um, stuff like that. Yeah. We had this we had this crazy thing in Florida, actually, is a story. Yeah. Very similar to that one where there's this uh, water park. It's, um, I think it was River County, which is part of Disney, I believe. And they had this thing where you had this board and you had to put your knees in the board, right? Yeah. And, it, and this pulley pulls you along this trail. Yeah. yeah. So it just suddenly lurches and you yeah. come off with the board, yeah. <laughs> in theory, and you literally go <laughs> around this track, right? Now... I was, because I was so young, I was besotted with everything American. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, oh, the accents, everything's so, oh wow, this is amazing. And uh, the dude at the, the kiosk, because everyone's very friendly, as you know, in, 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 in that part of the world, probably the weather, eh? With yeah. Barbados yeah. too. Yeah, it, it calms you down, makes you chill. Yeah. And basically, the guy was sort of gesturing, like, are you ready? Yeah. Like, tip of the hat, you know, 
the, the glasses big smile and the thumbs up. And I just thought he was really friendly. So I'm waving like a lunatic. Like, yeah, dude, woo, like this. He presses the button. I haven't even got on the uh, jobby. So one one hand is holding onto the pulley. And everything else is wrong. So my knees literally fly off the board, hit the gravel and the rubber, t- the rubber wheels that this thing goes off the launch pad. Rips my knees to hell, right? Oh. And I'm being dragged around this river, drown, half drowning, like not knowing what the hell is going on. Right? Tell me, somebody recorded this. And my dad, my, literally, my dad was at the starting line, like half totally insane, because that's my idiot son, you know, and half mortified because there's blood everywhere, you know. And this is near Gator County. This is like literally yeah. near the alligators. Yeah. It's in a river. That's the whole gimmick in yeah. this theme park. So I'm basically this blood trail. And I mean, I think I've... <laughs> I remember the day being very happy because yeah. of blood loss. Yeah. So after that, I was in happy land, yeah. right? I do not remember the first aid or anything. But as a parent, I think it's something like this. Like... Oh, thanks. Thanks for ruining my day. Yeah. And, you know, we've now got to go to the uh, emergency room and blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. know where it is. And I think that's the problem. But that was a crazy story. Yeah, that's definitely it. something I always feel guilty about. Like having my parents or my family for those few days, having to worry about the ER and having to worry about, you know, costs out there for um, yeah. paying for, yeah. you know. Everything's like, privatised. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So I'll always be sorry for that. But for the actual experience, for the actual, like, saying oh yeah do for the memory and, and, and the worst it. that happened to you is punching in your ear yeah which isn't yeah. that big a deal no nah, it's not it's not i mean i had a few like sleepless nights but it was that bad yeah. but um after that ended i was like i actually jumped off the boat and everybody was everybody that wasn't my family were cheering me on yeah saying, Come on. yeah, yeah no, i mean it is it's, it's that it's that argument of once in a lifetime isn't yeah, it really exactly. i knew i wasn't gonna really get a chance to do that sort of thing again so either whereas you'll notice that wind has been silent because she's never done anything moronic <laughs> So we'll go to you, When What was your favourite place to go to and why? Too many come to mind, but I would say um, the first time I went to Japan, uh, even though it started off as a family trip, and you know, with family trips, you don't really get to do what you want to do, but luckily I had a friend who was from Japan. So what I did was, uh, for one day, I went over to her place, stayed over, and had a truly authentic Japanese experience because... Uh, her grandmother was a, um, is a, uh, tea ceremony teacher. So I got to wear the whole kimono get up and, you know, go through the whole day with you know, a bunch of Japanese people learning their custom. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't really find that unless you know mm. where to look. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It's kind of a, cause you actually got more of experience cause you actually stayed with your friend, didn't mm, you? For just, just for a night. Yeah. And... I think that's what I advocate when I whenever I go elsewhere. Like even if it's with my family, I say let's try to do something local. Yeah, you know, does anyone have a friend, a friend, or you know, recommendations? Well, that's that that's thing? actually kind of a point because when Pete said that he'd go back to Florida, I think one thing that I always find which is really cool when you travel is always getting that time to actually try and if you've got long enough, because if you're only there for a couple of weeks, as you were, it's a bit tight. But if you get like a month or three three weeks to a month in a place. It's really good to try and tie into a certain local, try and walk off the path a bit and yeah. avoid the tourism. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's so, what I'm kind of hoping for with you guys. I want to actually come out with you guys yeah. to Hong Kong yeah. instead of actually yep. seeing... Yeah, you have a local friend. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So instead of just seeing what 
the Hong Kong tourist, uh, tourism people want me to see. I get to see really like what actually happens. Well, Hong Kong is quite, it's quite different in a sense because it's quite a small place. Um, the tourist board focuses very in, in literally tiny pockets of Hong Kong, be yeah. it the island yeah. and TST mostly. Mm. So a lot of people go there for the commercial sense of shopping. And I think that what we always try and do in Hong Kong is to show people that come out there working with us or, you know, friends or whatever. We try and show them where you will never see in a brochure or anything like this. And we've got some amazing stories for for you coming. I won't ruin them for you now, but... There is a lot of uh, walking off the bean track mm. and it is quite an incredible place. Eh? Yeah, that's what I look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. I think one thing I want to add to with the Japan experience, that kind of uh, ties into what you guys were saying about, you know, when you're in a foreign country and, you know, you have an experience where, you know, like the ER, you know, you yeah. need to communicate and things are... Everyone should expo- experience emergency <laughs> no, room around the world. That's, that's not what I mean. But, um, like if, but if you're in a country that doesn't speak English... Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It is. Hard. Not that I've experienced it. All I had to do was find a CD in HMV in Tokyo, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. So if I were in a more serious situation, I don't know what I would have done. Well, I think it's funny because a lot of people who do spend a lot more time or um, people in a sense of commercial trips, like business trips to places like Japan, always get fitted with a translator in, in a sense. There's always someone to help them translate. But if you are just backpacking it gets extremely difficult in certain places even in hong kong you know um hong kong by and large most places especially the obvious places the island and tst area kowloon and stuff do speak english majority when you get to where we're from no one does and it's interesting well not no one but most places don't yeah and it's interesting because we account that time where Duncan, your cousin, yeah. came and visited and we were like trying to order from a restaurant and everyone was too nervous because their English was like high school level and they were too nervous to come up and approach us, you know, and then you yeah. have that one confident person out the back that runs and starts talking, which was, it's, it is like that even there, but Japan, that's one of the most intimidating factors of Japan. Mm-hmm. It's very minimal, mm-hmm. you know. Luckily for Win and I, we have a lot of mates there. So, yeah. yay, mates in Japan. How are you doing? But yeah, no, it's it's very difficult. It really is. But if you learn enough from anime, you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> and you'll also be a stereotype. So that's good. You'll turn up like the Westerners in anime and say the weirdest stuff ever. Yeah, I can't wait to go into someone's uh, like coffee shop or something and be like, today, ma! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of them just looking at me like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. But they won't. They won't because their customer service are excellent. They'll yeah. just grin and smile at you and then bam. Yeah, it was really awkward because yeah. it's like I'm trying to communicate, oh, I want this this person's CD or whatever. And mm. they were so polite, yeah. but they didn't understand a word that I was yeah, saying. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like... Yeah. Mm. And it's hard because, like, even though I can read a third of their language, mm. which is kanji, uh, at that time, because I hadn't learned any Japanese yet, it was, I think, especially for me, because I am bilingual, mm. I've never really had an experience where I couldn't communicate 100%. Mm. Yeah. When we were in Spain, it's actually funny because I didn't feel as alienated as I was in Japan because at least, uh, I mean, I, I did GCSE French, so, you know, with and, and I've learned a bit of Spanish, so... At least you can read the words. You can kind of decode yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. every Latin-based language. I'm like, I can't even read this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every Latin, Latin. Well, I mean, and and it's another thing because I always said to win like um, the experience of her going to Japan, especially outside of Tokyo, place like Sendai or Kyoto yeah. or something yeah. like this. 
it's basically like your experience there is like any of us turning up in Hong Kong. Mm. It really is the same sort of thing because Hong Kong is that kind of a place. Uh, well, Asia is really as a whole, it doesn't matter where you go. If you went to Seoul first, if you went to Tokyo or whatever your first impression of Asia is, even Singapore to a point, you are shocked so much by how different everything is, like just customs, um, traditions, mannerisms, everything like this. And a place like Hong Kong, I always think is a really good introduction, you know, because it's it's there's a lot of what you know, and then there's a lot of what you really don't know. And yeah. then all of Asia is there, be it Japan, uh, Indonesia, Thailand, all of this is there in food, in culture, everything like this. So you have your pockets of different cultures to experience before you then get sort of immersed in, in Tokyo event, culture yeah. or something like this. Yeah. Because I mean, it's I'm not sure whether it was a Chinese or a Japanese um, culture, but it's actually um, smiled upon if you burp after your meal to say that you've enjoyed it. I'm well, sure. Japan is a, a strange culture where uh, it's not strange. It's actually, I think what I would say is because I like to translate this. It's strange to us in England, in our culture, when you have... Like you make noise when you eat, you know, like slurping and yeah. all of this stuff. Talking is, is, when you're eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a big how no oh, in, yeah. in, in Europe. Yeah. But when you're well, most of Europe, but when you're um in Japan, they're they have this mentality that's very organic. Mm. It means enjoy your food, and if you hear someone enjoying the food, it means they enjoyed it that bit more. Yeah. So it's almost like a very charming kind mm. of uh you know, just enjoy it because yeah. that's what food's all about. There's no need to, you know, be so full of etiquette and politeness. Just sit back, chill out, and go. Get on with it. Yeah, get on with it because it's it's a duty. It's not even a a duty, and it's it's the right mentality. It's very correct to think that way because essentially, if you think about it, food is something we have to do. Like it's yeah. it's part of our life. We have to do it. So to not look at it like it has to be that getting your best clothes and go out to your finest thing. It's actually kind of better, I think. It's, mm. it's a lot more natural to mm. think that way. I mean, it's not like that you should burp or should. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not, not, yeah. <laughs> it's not an excuse to. No, but if you do, it's no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically up and not knowing what any of the forks yeah. are. It's kind of like... I've done many a time. Yeah, it's, it, and, you know, you're easier in, in, in most of Asia because it's pretty much chopsticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, there are the European highfalutin restaurants in Tokyo, especially that has the same etiquette that we do. So yeah. don't go around thinking everywhere you can <laughs> yeah. go completely samurai on them, you know. <laughs> but um, I love that. I think that's one of the biggest things about Hong Kong as well. I, I tell you what, Pete, because you've been to southern Spain before. Yes. Yeah. The culture of, say, southern Spain, Italy, something like this, and Hong Kong is mm. scarily similar. Like big family meals, everyone's sharing. It's really loud. It's really raucous. It's an event. Yeah. It doesn't last five minutes. It goes on for hours. Mm. And I was like, where we we're based in Hong Kong, being the older part, it's almost quite incredible because some of the streets on a whim literally look like South Spain. Mm. It's quite oh. it's quite weird, mm. yeah. And that's kind of a fun <sighs> thing because I feel like when you travel uh, long enough. You see these clashes, similarities. Mm. Obviously, the world has been invaded and counter-invaded. Everyone's influenced yeah, yeah. by whoever. <laughs> yeah. Like Macau, for example, which mm. is like the China Las Vegas, mm. for sakes and purposes, was once Portuguese. Okay. So it's Portuguese ran, and now it's a, um, a sort of special administrative region of Portugal. So the Chinese and the Portugal sort of co-run it, I suppose. Um, no, they, they totally hold up. 
Oh, oh, what do I? They know? don't want it. <laughs> okay, but one thing that is still there, and that's good to point out because I didn't realize it was fully gone. But one thing that is still there when you turn up in Macau is the streets are entirely European. Yeah, it's really weird. Like you literally go on a boat trip from Hong Kong to this place, and you sort of land there, and the first impression we had was almost like Blackpool Pleasure Beach <laughs> because you got the neon lights yeah. and you got the kind of little ferry port there and then when you walk into the actual place the first sort of where, where we got off the first sort of thing looks like Vegas did in the 70s because it's still kind of got all of the reps of the hotels and all of their like airline the almost yeah, yeah, student, yeah 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 um, and they're all sort of promoting different hotels, which is very Vegas in the seventies. I don't know how I know that. Possibly the movies. <laughs> I wasn't around the seventies, but it's my presumption. Uh, you know, but basically, when you get to Macau, it's the it's the difference. So you go from that first impression. You walk through some really ornate, very Chinese streets mm. that literally look like you're in a martial art movie. Mm. Very cobblestone floors, and it literally looks like places you've seen in film. You know. So you're expecting the chefs to run out with knives, you know, have this massive, <laughs> massive battle in the middle of the streets. But then you get to the kind of casino bits and they're sort of placed in amongst what is very Asian. And then yeah. you go across the road and it's literally like Portugal. <laughs> I mean, literally like all of the boutique cafes and the little shops, everything on the exterior just looks exactly like you're in Spain, Portugal, somewhere totally. like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Proper head trip. Yeah. But it's it's quite cool. And then you get all of the new casinos. All of them are famous in Vegas. So the MGM Grand, uh, to name one of thousands. I think you got to win. Um, the Venetian. Yeah, Venetian. Caesar's Mirage. Caesars, yeah, yeah. Sands. Mm-hmm. And it's quite incredible because um, it's like Vegas meets Hong Kong meets Milan, almost, <laughs> or Venice, you know, yeah. meets Blackpool in places. <laughs> You know, meets Guangzhou, you know, <laughs> Shanghai, whatever. It's well. insane. <laughs> and um, it really is. I, I've had culture shock. I think the first time 15 years old I was when I got to Hong Kong, that was culture shock for me. And it wasn't the, the standard stuff. It was more the insanity of the city because we're in the mid-levels on, yeah. on the mountain in Hong Kong Island. And it is like literally living in Blade Runner for you when you all you know is countryside <laughs> and Birmingham, mm, yeah. that's your big city. This thing is like, huh? You know, just absolutely mental. And that was a culture shock. But Macau for me was in, it was insane. It was like every world you've ever been to going, <laughs> you know, absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get to see it, it's an interesting place. Really, it's very very busy, very populated. But it's unlike Ve- Vegas. Is very much. Sometimes you feel Vegas is accelerated. Yeah. Like, for example, you get off a 16-hour flight or something and <laughs> you land there. Casinos start from the airport. Yeah, they've got all the... Um, yeah, the, the slot machines. Slot yeah, machines yeah, 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 yeah. So the minute you're at the airport, <laughs> you get off your plane, you're about to get your bags, slot machine. What? <laughs> you know, you come down to the foyer and it is like PR universe. Big screens, massive, you know, 16-hour flight, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Big screens, all of this stuff, stretch limos, weighing out a lot. You know, everything that you've ever seen in any gangster film you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. that happens to be in Vegas. It's all there. Including the Tommy guns. Yeah, Tommy guns. Yeah, yeah. No, they give you one of them. Uh, they say, <laughs> yeah. like, depending on where you're staying, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's for the full experience. Mm. So basically, like, I remember a six-hour flight, get out of 
the first casino being the airport. And you literally go, we were a standard Mirage, and every casino's got a gimmick, so a foyer gimmick, right? So the MGM's kind of set up like a, well, it was then set up like a circus, you know? And ours was like a rainforest. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, they actually had a scaled rainforest. Six-hour flight, Mm. craziest airport I've ever seen. (laughs) Get to the foyer of my hotel where we're just like, we want to sleep. We just want to sleep, okay? And you walk into a rainforest. And we walk through a smegging rainforest, man. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, And we were there for a couple of days. And, you know, I I think what's amazing, um, especially when you got the mind to look into this, is you get so much on the senses. Vegas is one of these incredible places. And as a kid, you get the opportunity to go there, not as a gambler. Mm. Almost, there's no point for me being in Vegas. There's zero. Why am I here? I can't do a damn thing here except for, you know, live in a rainforest. But it's one of the craziest things that you can go through if you're not actually into the gambling stuff like this and you actually turn up there. In fact, it's a dare for any of our listeners. If you go to Vegas, don't go gambling and just live Vegas because it is unreal. Like the nighttime Vegas is like everything you've ever seen. It's like a theme park for adults. It really is, man. Mm -hmm. It's like it's everything you've ever seen in the movies. The daytime, it looks totally different. Like this crazy spaceship just landed in the middle of the desert. Literally that. There's no lights, nothing. And so everything has stark reality, you know. And it's one fascinating place to be, man. It really is. So if you ever get to go there, try and go there and not do any of the gambling just to see it. (laughs) Incredible. Mm -hmm. Macau is more chilled. It's more relaxed. Yeah. It's kind of, it is like that can, it, it has the glamour of Vegas without a doubt, but everything seems to be low key. And then it has that Blackpool appeal because it has that old school kind of, <laughs> you know, cause the weather yeah. in Hong Kong can vary. You do get really bad days. And unfortunately recently with a typhoon, it just shows you, you know, mm. what can storm through there. Like, and basically it is like Blackpool on a rainy day. And it was raining all the time when we were there. Right. Of course it was uh, throwing it down rain. And it literally felt like Blackpool in that weirdest way. You know, the old school casinos, uh, you know, yeah. everything like laughing policemen somewhere down the street. Like, <laughs> but it was quite fascinating. And we were tucked away in the the Chinese quarter of it. Um, and that Chinese quarter, our hotel, was like really low key, quite nice. But it was like something out of a, a Yakuza film. Yeah. Not because of the people running it. It's just like it felt like a scene in a Yakuza movie. Because you walk in, there's like a fish tank. One person behind this, what looks like a living room. And it's, it's all cool. Then we sent up this um, lift, you know. And we're all bigger than it. Because we're white. <laughs> so it's like our head's touching the top. And we're like, I feel like a giant. Right <laughs> you know, wind's like normal. You know, it's normal for me. So we go up into the thing and then the top levels, the rooms were like pretty futuristic, man. And it was quite interesting. So props and Macau's great. It's great to, to check it out. The one thing that was disturbing for me and I have to put this out there was how much traffic was there. Mm. It, it just was so consistent and all the time. It was like LA rush hour consistently. Mm. And instead of it cars and all of this, it was bikes like scooters. And just just the most manic traffic I've ever seen. Well, Macau's not that big either. No, it's really um, small. And it's covered with roads, so yeah. it's no uh, surprise. And really. being the fact that it's now land-linked to China because yeah. they've got the bridges in. I think the scariest realisation I had one morning was I haven't heard a bird 
I haven't seen a mm. bird. I have not seen any wildlife. Mm. A couple of dogs, yeah. obviously, street people walking their pets or street mm. dogs or whatever. But literally, no birds, no... Is that the pollution? Well, half of me wants to say it is. Mm. And it was also that we were at a time where pollution would be quite a big deal because it was that time of year where it's stagnant, the sort of spring yeah, time. Yeah, the, the humidity stays. Yeah, and yes. it keeps the pollution locked. But it was also because of the traffic. It was nuts. Like Spain, as you know, gets loud with scooters and traffic and it's quite yeah. a bustling place. But this place was like, man, it just mm. did not stop. I mean, was there any greenery around? Uh, there isn't really. I mean, mm. like, because the Portuguese had crafted the entire area to be this kind of settlement, it yeah, yeah. literally was like going to um, like a, the Algarve or some like, but a capital, so Lisbon or something like this. It's, it's almost mm. like that city, like Madrid. It's yeah. like there's a couple of streets and a windy roads, but yeah. there is literally no. I think there is one a bit in the car park, but everything's been literally built up as a casino yeah. life. There are attempts to like there's rebuilds, like they're a little bit like in Hong Kong. They reclaim the land in in TST and they've put parkland and stuff like that, like grass Just there. Yeah. They have done a bit like that in Macau, but obviously we didn't get to see all of the islands there's a quite a few and uh we only saw we only stuck really to the tip because the weather was so bad it was yeah. really we like just turned up and brought british weather with us yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely mental yeah but um yeah no it's, it's interesting it'd be interesting to go there i always said uh, a good time to go would be that kind of bit where winter leads to summer in hong kong and it's a couple of weeks where you get clear skies but no humidity mm. and that's the time you want to go which is about springtime you know here roughly okay. so that's a good time to go maybe november as well this october november sorry i want to end with a question for everyone okay. if you could go anywhere in the world since we're talking about travel what country or place would you like to go oh that's a very tough one pick one uh, japan 100%. I need to go to Japan. Where, where about? Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to go to Kyoto as well. Kyoto. To, uh, Kyoto, yeah. Sorry, to uh, find Nintendo headquarters. I need to go there. And um, yeah, I just need to experience Japan. I have to before I die. I I'm, I'm with you on that, Shaq. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my destination point of my biggest dreams is to live and balance my time between mm. Japan and, and Hong Kong. So. Mm. We'll take you with us, mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. when we do. Anyway, Pete, yourself? I think probably Australia. Mm. Somewhere I've wanted to go for a long time. It's only because you want to walk upside down, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucky if I can now burrow through the earth, just to make the travel a bit quicker. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would yeah. be a lot. you just drop through. Yeah, yeah, Literally, exactly, yeah. Yeah. You'd need to be caught on the other side, though, wouldn't you? It needs to be strong. Well, just, a, a, just a big net, really. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you've got the risk of going back Who, through. Who's a net? <laughs> Uh, well, she's just, she someone, she's just someone that I've heard about. Okay. Yeah. She, she's quite strong, yeah. She's like Halga, you know. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the Valkyrie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Be, anyway, win yourself. Uh, I'd like to go to India, actually, mm. because I'm really intrigued about um, their festivities, yeah. Hinduism, and also I love cloth, and mm. they have really, really good material there. So, mm. yeah, fun. So, whereabouts in India? Just anywhere, or...? Different places. I have a friend. I'll probably go where they are. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, India is India's quite, it's, it's just such a massive place as yeah. well. A lot of people don't realize the size and yeah. 
I think it's kind of interesting because like it's like Africa in that sense, like China, India and Africa are very similar. Africa being a continent, there's loads of countries in Africa. A lot of people think it is a country. It's not. <laughs> um, being the fellow's continental, like I've only experienced South Africa. So um, you've had time in Zimbabwe. Yes. So um, the difference between even that and that is, yeah. is enormous. Absolutely. You know? I've been to Egypt um, yeah, yeah, North Africa. Which is, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably... We're helping, we're helping people out that are ge- <laughs> yeah. geographically challenged, okay? Um, nice way to say it. So you've been... Yeah, it's probably Egypt. the opposite of what you found in yeah, South Africa. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Even though, you know, same continent, but... Well, Egypt, don't you different. think, is Vegas waiting to happen? We, Because um, they've already got the pyramids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. See what I did there? Didn't actually get it's to go... It's a famous casino when she's looking at me like I'm weird. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. You didn't go to the pyramids. No, we were... Um, What's the point of them? You went to Egypt without going to the pyramids. Well, my friend had booked the holiday for him and his girlfriend. He's in Egypt. And yeah. they split up. Oh, oh mate. So we needed somebody to go with. Okay. So right. I was like, yeah, I'll go. But still, you went Egypt without seeing the pyramids. We, we were literally... We, we left the hotel once and that was to go quad biking. Um, but that was really cool because it was through the Sinai Mountains. Okay. Where um, the Ten Commandments were apparently handed down. Okay. Um, you know, stop off for a cup of tea with the Bedouin, as you do. Yeah. He had Ten Commandments. One of them was he couldn't see the pyramids. Yeah. Don't yeah. go there again. I would make it my 100% first priority to go and see them pyramids. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we had the choice of either £200 to go in a helicopter yeah. to see the pyramids, which was about maybe two hours each way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or the bit cheap one, probably about 80, 90 quid. Uh, we could have got a coach tour to go into the pyramids. Well, it's also something that's good to point out um, because Egypt's kind of huge. And if yeah. you're not positioned in Cairo, which is where you need to be to yeah. see the pyramids, you can be stationed quite a way away in, from them. That coach trip was eight hours each yeah, way. Yeah. Wow. So, it's, it gives so you know, a 16-hour round trip. We just yeah. weren't fancying that. Because no. yeah. they do the Nile tour as well. That's yes, one way of doing it, which yeah. is very famous for food poisoning. Mm. A lot of people <laughs> who do that tour, and, they, and this isn't true of this day, <laughs> It's very notorious when I was a kid that people often got food poisoning on that trip only because it's just tropical and it's very, yeah. very different. But yeah. it's, it is interesting because when you speak of India, um, it's again, it's so vast. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of like China. It's like when you bring up the conversation of China as a, as a, as a scale, right? It is so massive. Our minds can't really conjure it up. Like America's kind of easy because there's so many landmarks in America that you have an interpretation. It is enormous. Like mm. even if you drive, you know, tip of from down south to the Keys of Florida up to northern part and then into Georgia or whatever, it's such a vast journey. Yeah. Florida state is yeah. the same size as the UK. Yeah. It's four hundred miles, I believe, from yeah, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's basically the United Kingdom in yeah. scale: Scotland, England, Wales, that yeah. kind of thing. So just to give you an understanding, China is the same scale as North America, mm-hmm. okay, with all of its territories. So that's the... Am I right in saying, though, that like 80% of it isn't populated? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, oh. that's the thing, Pete. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about the borderlands and stuff like uh, the Mongolian parts and all yeah. of this, they are vast expanses. Some mm-hmm. of it's unlivable because it's like Siberian cold. Yeah, course, yeah. Um, but then you have all of these areas, which is so... Because China's been something that... I don't want to put this out there even for the Chinese, but... Even the Chinese don't know everything about it. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's such a vast place and it's only suddenly almost come into polarization that you kind of, when you think of China, you go Shanghai. Mm-hmm. We've all heard of that. Beijing, we've all yeah. heard of that. We know, some of us know, especially in Hong Kong, Guangzhou and Shenzhen. But everything else disappears. Mm. And then you see 
if you ever type in a place, you know, you might have friends that are here in uni right now that are from China, or whatever, and you see their places, Laoning, things like this. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful place. Like there are some drop dead, incredible things in China, mm-hmm. right? But there's also, as you're saying, a lot of it that is completely a question mark, you know? And India being a scale is very similar, such a vast place. We only really think about like Calcutta. We think about, yeah. you know, Bombay, um, which is Mumbai. Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm going back in time for when we were kids. I'm sorry, everyone in India. I'm not trying to be weird. But you've got Goa, which is becoming a, a, a massive Indi- yeah. uh, English tourist location now. It's almost taken over from uh, Spain yeah. as a go-to place. Very crazy indifference and stuff like this. And I think it's quite interesting in England, especially over the last 10 years, we've had a lot more introduction to Bollywood. Mm. We're seeing a lot more of the culture. I think Channel 4 has done three or four seasons of Bollywood cinema. And it's just quite incredible to see the culture of it, you know. Mm. And I feel and hopefully feel that we'll get that from China in the next 20 years, you know. Because there's, there's places you hear stories. And this is the closing, really. Mm. But there's entire towns that have been built in China to scale, but like that basically look like London or something like this, like mm. like even Disneyland, you know, yeah. where you can live. It's all uh, customized housing and stuff like this. It's all been built. No one lives there, but it's there. It's amazing. Uh, just, just one last thing. I just yeah. wanted to ask, um, where is it that you haven't been before that you really want to go? Me? Because yeah. I know you've been everywhere, but it has to be like <laughs> um, place you Well, that's been. a good question as... There's a few things left on the cards, really. Um, I'd like to go to New Orleans. I've never done that, and I'd love mm. to see that because of the culture and the Creole culture and uh, the American Gothic culture of the Anne Rice novels and yeah. the yeah. Halloween festivals <laughs> and stuff like this. I've been near it. I've mm. been tipping to Louisiana. I've lived in South Carolina, which is it's not that close, but it's not that far. Mm. Um, but basically, I'd love to go there, uh, explore that. Mm. My biggest thing is the same as you. Uh, I I got so many connections to Japan and I still haven't been. So I'd love to do that. No, I haven't. Not yet. I've lived around it and I've lived in a culture of it through martial arts and family and stuff. Yeah. But I haven't dropped in yet. Okay. So I'd love to go to Japan. I'd love to see. Wynn and I actually wanted to do uh, something as a film Mm. where we walk from Kyoto to Tokyo Mm. in the old Edo Trail that the samurais used to take, you know. And we wanted to do that. We might do that one day. Yeah. But yeah, I'd love Brushing to go. Brushing up on my Japanese. Yeah, we, we, we've all got to do that. But I think it's also, I'd love to see Okinawa. Yeah. Um, which mm. I would take my buddy Ryohei. We've always talked about that. I'd love to see my mate Yuto, who hopefully is listening to this one day. I'd love to see his hometown of Hiroshima, you know. Mm. He's eager to show me around everything he's done. So we support the same Japanese football team and mostly because... <laughs> He supports that Japanese football yeah. team. I support it. But they're now on FIFA, mm. which okay. is great. And they got the J-League on FIFA. That's a good plug. Yeah, that's nice. But I would like to do uh, Japan for sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's time for us to wrap up. We will see you next week. Hopefully we'll all be here. Oh, just one more thing. Don't forget about DDP's uh, Q&A and workshop that's coming up. He's going to be in Birmingham on the 15th and 16th. Uh, for other locations, check out the website ddpuktour.com. And he is currently doing a promotion. I'm not sure if it's ended yet. So uh, check it out on the website. Buy one, get one, half price. We'd like to just give a shout out again to Dallas because he was 
amazing and we got a lot of uh, great stuff with that interview especially uh, his concerns around food and, and the advice that he gave with fitness and health and the reasons why you should do DDPY we'll see you at the workshop for sure if you can make it we'll be there uh, so come up and say hello and uh, tell us what you think about the show and it'll be a great honor to meet Dallas won't it yep looking forward to it be really cool all right then that's us done so over to you for the wrap-up win don't forget to find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash male demon m-a-i-l-d-e-m-o-n or find us on twitter our handle is project f-i-a